Hi, I'm Peter, and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to Season 2. I hope that you enjoyed the past year of conversations from amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year, I look forward to many more conversations, and I hope that you join me on my journey, surveying the world one story at a time. Head over to my Patreon site if you'd like to support the show. You can make a donation towards the purchase and upgrading of equipment, website subscription, and file hosting. If you'd like to join me to have a chat, or you have someone in particular from the industry that you'd like to hear about, send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes or in my bio on all social media and my website, petercox.com. So if you're ready, let's go. Grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. Welcome back to Defining Boundaries. So I have a very short introduction today as we're doing an impromptu recording with no real preparation. So we'll see how this one goes. My guest today is Braden Smith, also known as Charlie Brown, CB, and my favourite, Cowboy. Charlie is a surveyor from Queensland and works for Vision Surveys. He has been in the industry for just over 10 years after a career change as a fabricator. He is also known as the Snake Wrangler from Elaine Ball's GeoJabber. Country boy at heart, Braden enjoys spending his spare time with his family and getting out of the city near the ocean or the bush, basically anywhere but the city, really. Welcome, Charlie. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me on. So did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, I think that sums all of it up. <laughs> Impromptu, quick. I don't know. Anyway. All right. So 10 years ago, or 10, 11 years ago, you joined the surveying industry. Yeah, I couldn't get any more work because the old employer, I left there because I'd finished my trade and I gave it a year and then didn't want to do it anymore and they weren't happy that I left so they kept giving me a bad rep and being my only um, company I'd ever worked for, I couldn't get anywhere. So my partner's cousin-in-law actually got me on as a Cheney. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about surveying until that time, so... That's how I got into it. Um, it. It's pretty funny how some people get into the industry when um, they don't like what they're doing or and they just seem to fall into it somehow. Oh, yeah, I definitely fell into it. Yeah. Because like, yeah. as I said, I couldn't get any work anywhere because only one employer and gave me a bad rep because we broke off unharmoniously if that's the word <laughs> I basically just handed it in and said I can't do this anymore so he gave me a bad rep couldn't get any yeah. work and I fell into surveying so that's pretty it's cute. been up and up since then yeah so where were you living in with that in Brisbane when you started yeah, working yeah, in Brisbane. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah okay and um what did they start you with doing um, I remember walking through a paddock and up a really big hill to a um, PSM or survey mark or I don't know they call them other work, like control points or monuments. Yeah. I uh, walked up this big-ass hill up all the rocks and stuff and the guy I was working with, he, his hobby is hiking. And he said to me, if you enjoy this sort of stuff, you're going to love surveying. And it's been since then, that just that, hiking and getting out and about and seeing a lot of everything and yeah. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Says me sitting in an office all day. <laughs> <laughs> I still prefer 
all the outdoor stuff, all the um, construction stuff. I'm just, I really love it. Always out and about doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's definitely not suited for some, but. Mm. Yeah, anyway. I've actually got a couple of people jobs in the past and it didn't work out because it wasn't for them, which is unfortunate, but as you said, it's not for everyone. So No, no. I think it's, um, I don't know, yeah, I think you have to be a certain type of person to do it, that's for sure. Yeah, and when I was yeah. in high school, I studied CAD and all that sort of stuff too, so that kind of tied in with surveying, which was lucky. Yeah, okay. So when you're doing your fabrication stuff, were you doing stuff on computers and everything or just doing the... No, no, I was putting it all together. So we had two yeah. different yeah. parts of the workshop. One end of the workshop would make it all and bend it all to shape and send it down and I'd weld it all together, make sure it all fit, check mm-hmm. it off, send it off to sites. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So when did you finish year 12? Year 12 was 2005. Mm-hmm. So you're just a baby. I know. <laughs> this is <baby> <laughs> Most of the most of who I speak to are all the old guys, so it's refreshing. Some young blood on. I know, I know. I'm trying. That's why I talked you into doing this today. <laughs> and actually, yeah, that was impromptu. <laughs> Two oh. hours notice, I went out and mowed the yard, got all sweaty, and then I had to clean myself up for a podcast. Oh. See the things you do for your friends. How nice is that? On a Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Sorry about that. You could have said no. It's rude, really. <laughs> hey, I, I guess that's just me sometimes. <laughs> All right, where'd you grow up? Uh, grew up in Rockhampton, mm-hmm. up north, central Queensland, um, for about 12 years. I think I was up there. Mm-hmm. I was born in Rosedale, so Bundaberg. Okay. And I travelled a lot when I was young as well because my father was a station master for the railway, so I grew up in little country towns like Durrambandi and wow. stuff like that. Fun fact, Durrambandi is the last train stop west from South Queensland. That's the end of the line. Cool. There's nothing out there. So I was going to say, yeah, actually middle of nowhere really. <laughs> it's, it's further than Gundawindi. It's out there. So what was... What was it like being a kid getting dragged around to all these different places then? I was lucky enough that um, I was too young to remember it. I can vaguely uh-huh. just remember all that little stuff. But then okay. parents separated. I went with mum up to Rocky and spent my yeah, life right. up there. So. Yeah, okay. All right. Cool. Um, okay, so you finished year 12 and then you went straight into your fabrication? I started doing my courses through the company when I was still in year 12. So I actually left uh, year 12 to go uh-huh. there. But uh-huh. then Queensland Education contacted me and said, hey, look, we've seen you've left school. You've got a full-time career now. We did a deal that, because I paid for the courses myself, that if I said that Queensland Education paid for it, then I got a year 12 pass. So cool. Cool. it's like a team up sort of thing to say that yeah. they've done their job. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so when did you, okay, so you're at Rockhampton, you finished school and you were doing your fabrication in Rocky or Brisbane? No, no I left Rocky when I was in year 11. Oh, okay. So I came down and I did that seven months oh, that's down confusing. in. Oh, yeah, I grew up. So I went to school west of Ipswich, like west of Brisbane, 
out of a place called uh, Rosewood and a little town called Lanefield. And then it's like a little tiny little town. It's like a school and three pubs and that's it. And an IGA. So, yeah, once again, countryside. Love it. Yeah. Okay. I went there for about six, seven months and then started working with my dad who also worked at that place. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. how I started my career in fabricating. Yeah, right. Okay. So when you, okay, so we'll go back to the surveying then. So you were working for, I'm not even going to go through the family. Land partners. Because <laughs> the, the fam, oh, it was land partners, was it? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. How long were you there for? Uh, four or five years. Uh-huh. Okay. So what if, are you three companies in now? About my fourth now. Okay. Right. Okay. So, and when you were at Land Partners, they weren't worried about you not doing any qualifications? No, because I was just a Cheney, just an assistant back then. Yeah, so, okay. and a lot of my time there, I was based out west doing the coal seam gas sort of stuff and up north in central Queensland areas. So I wasn't really back home enough to do that sort of thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so when um, so when you left Land Partners and went to your next company, you were still chaining then? Or by that stage, what was oh, that, four, 50, four 50. years? Four years in, did you say four or five years in? Yeah, four or five years in. So even at Land Partners, I was still starting to get my head around everything and the uh, party leaders and surveyors were teaching stuff on the go. Yeah. Which is where I, so land partners is where I learned all about the old, old stuff like reference trees and dicky holes and blazers and double blazers and rock cans and all that sort of stuff that you don't see anymore. So I've got all that knowledge from the old surveys there. Yep. Um, and which is priceless. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because mm. it's not used anymore. So it's a dead art. Mm. Um, and then I went um, through AXIS after that, AXIS surveys, and that was all construction-based stuff or okay. construction and housing. Yep. And that, to put it nicely, that company wasn't for me. It's not for very many people at all. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> so I was like 50-50 party leading, helping other guys with their stuff using what I've learned in the past to help them further because they just focused on construction, housing, and they, they're not big on advancement. Like they want you to get qualified, but they're not there to teach you anything. So none of them knew about all the old stuff. So I was there to like help them through it, even though I'm not qualified myself. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole system is just crazy. Um which, which is one of the reasons why I'm so looking forward for the academy to get going because it's actually putting an onus back on companies to actually teach teach their guys how to survey properly instead of just pressing a button and out you go and do it. Yeah, exactly. Doing. Like yeah. in my experience from working in surveying for I think it's 10 years now, which is still nothing compared to some other surveyors. 10 years is like a drop in a puddle for some surveyors. Um I'm finding a lot that people straight out of uni, they still need 12 to 18 months just to learn how to do things in the field. Oh, like, yeah. It's ridiculous. They go to a construction site and I have to basically use them as a chaining for six months till they yep. know the ins and outs on how everything's done and how to understand everything. And that's why 
I'm looking forward to the Survey Academy kicking off because in that way I can work and get educated at the same time. So I can use what I've learned with what I haven't learned to push me a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hopefully going to be a whole different way of education. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I say as I sit here with my fingers crossed, no, it's going to be awesome because I've got so much, so many people in industry who are willing to support it. So that's always yes. positive. Yeah. Yeah. And I happen to fall in with one of the companies that you can talk yes. to. So that's a bonus. You do. So, okay, let's go back. Okay. So you access and then you were. Gateway surveys. Gateway surveys. And I was there that's... for about four years. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm trying to add up my years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About four or five years. Oh, the yeah. Gateway Surveys for still the best company I've ever worked for. I was but, about to say that. You enjoyed yeah. working there. What yeah, did you like was, about working there? Um, it's just like a big family because it's only a little family company. Everyone yeah. looked out for each other and everything was done by everyone the same way. So everyone knew what had to be done. Everything was just uniform. There was, It just flowed and yeah. everyone got along and the clients were good. The bosses were great. Um, I actually almost cried when I left there when I had to sign up <laughs> my last day because it just felt like I was leaving my family. Yeah. Um, and it took a lot for me to leave um, just because the only reason I did end up leaving to go to vision surveys where I am now is because I felt like I was at my maximum at Gateway because they hadn't started the scanning and the drones and all that sort of stuff. So I'm still hoping I made the right choice. Yeah. Look, you've just got to make the most of the decision that you make and learn learn whatever you can as yeah, you're going exactly. along. It's all about learning. So, you know, yeah. you, you do get to a point where you get a bit stale. And if they're not doing all of that technology sort of stuff, then it's it's happening. Yeah, because things always going forward. Technology is always changing, so I've got to. I feel like I've got to stay on par with that to some yeah. respect. Yeah. No, I agree. There's companies down here that um, don't use the scanners. Uh, they just do the basic, you know, detail or strata kind of surveys. Um, yeah. All that kind of stuff, where you know, if they need something done by a scanner or any of that kind of stuff, then yeah, they just get someone else in to do it. They have no, absolutely no interest in in bringing that stuff into the company, which to me is a little bit of a shame in a way because it is where we're heading. Yeah, yeah like I've been with Vision now for about three months, four months maybe, yeah. and um, I've used my first scanner now and it is awesome. It's just so much quicker when you're doing your details. We did, I did this big mansion project over at Hamilton and it would have taken me about a week to do it by hand with a, like a jigger and a range pole and whatever and laser, whereas I just set up for two-minute scans or four-minute scans. I did the whole site in a day. So it's, yeah. it's just it's, so much quicker. And But the only thing is that vision don't process their data. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I, know I, don't know I, can, I don't know if I can comment on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
You haven't learned how to process the data yet, should I say? Um, I've learned how to reduce it to a raw data file. Like, say we reduce everything and then we send the data off to get tidied up. Yeah. Because yeah. then they must use some other program, whoever's doing it, and then they do all the line working and everything like that. So mm, Yeah. There's, there's so many companies that do that. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's so much quicker and more efficient. You send it off to someone who does it for a living they can just do it in a day, whereas it take me probably two or three days just trying to get the line work out of it and everything like that. Yeah. Have you seen um, um, Danielle and Adam, like Danielle from Sur- Survey? Uh, Surf 3D. Now. What are they called? Surf 3D now? Yeah. Um, yeah, and how she's created all those plugins and stuff to do all that line work. It's interesting. I want to speak to her about that too. Yeah, I think we're trying to, to, I think Vision's trying to talk to whoever they're with now at the moment and bringing in some sort of lining format. So Mm. when they bring our data in, a gutter's a gutter, a roof's a roof. Yes. Just that sort of stuff rather than just blank white lines everywhere because then we got to, we get the data back. And then another thing I'm not used to with Vision is I don't do my own data. (laughs) So when I was at Gateway, I went and did from prep to field to plan form. I did the whole process myself. Yeah. Um, Whereas this one here, it goes, it gets sent away to whoever does whatever. And then our drafting people will go through and then adjust all the line work, which just sounds like another step in the process. Whereas if it was just done easily and they could reduce it with line work, then boom, it's just done. Yeah. We just add like the title block, whatever. It's, um, I, I don't think it's that hard to do either, says me who hasn't done it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably know a lot more I know, about it. I know, I know about it. I know about it. But yeah, having a, having the right templates and and all that kind of stuff, yeah, makes a massive difference when it comes to that. So mm, anyway, um, okay. Technology is moving forward. Technology is absolutely crazy. Um. I'm actually a little bit scared, hesitant, I don't know, about where it's going to go and have we lost the art of history and art of surveying? It's, I don't know. It's good and bad. Yeah, it is. It's good because the technology makes life easier, but it's bad because even driving down the highway, I look for, like, on a bend in the highway, I look for a reference tree because I know there's going to be one there. <laughs> And I'm like, I look for a scar in the tree. I'm like, there's the tree. That's where the that's where the road was built back in however long ago that tree was carved. Like, yeah. it's just a lost art that doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. I remember doing a survey when I first started and I had to go and find, I had to get all the old plans and calculate everything out and work out where all the old reference marks were um, so that they could actually... Um, because they hadn't been used for such a long time and find them, preserve what we could preserve because it was for the RMS or RTA Transport yes. New South Wales now and they were widening roads and building bigger roads and all that sort of stuff and they were trying to preserve what they could and it was just so cool going out there and finding these old marks. It was awesome. Yeah, that's what I started um, doing when yeah. I first started surveying in land farms. I started doing that away work, working with mm. the old guys. And part of my job was to get the old plans on a disc, like the old survey reports and has all the traverses lines and that, and I had to compile all that. And it says, <laughs> and they must have been herbologists and arc, like, I can't think of the word now, horticulturists, because every tree that was on that plan, it had the species of tree and 
every bend in a creek that I had to plot. And we went out there with the latest gear with like GPSs and we'd measure from the tree to the boundary that was carved and it was within 10, 15 mil. And that's comparing change to GPS technology. It's yeah. just insane. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? But you talk about the trees and stuff. Like my old boss knew all the tree species. I know about three. I'm like, that's a gum tree. <laughs> well, that's an iron bark. <laughs> but what type? What type? That it, I don't know. He one? was. No, I know. <laughs> I know. But that's, he was so, he was like, we could go and do a job and he would know exactly what type of tree it was. And I thought it was part of the university course. But when I asked one of the other old guys, they're like, oh, no, I never did that. I thought so, it was too. I thought they would have had to know that sort of stuff. I thought so too. Maybe maybe time frames he was earlier i don't know i don't know yeah but yeah i'd go um tree what is it <laughs> yeah i remember one and that's eucalyptus maculata which is a sporty gum and uh-huh. that's going back to when i used to do horticulture so that's the only <laughs> thing i remember <laughs> oh, i wouldn't even remember that or be able to say it mm, anyway <laughs> Um, are you a Trimble or a Leica guy? Um, I've used Leica equipment twice. And that's only been in the last three months where I had to use a Leica GPS because the Trimble was being used. So I'm uh-huh. 100% Trimble. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did, was, did you find it hard to use the Leica when you had to? Yeah, like- it's so much different. Like a Trimble, you just go start job, connect to device, and it's done. Whereas I found a Leica, it had like three different little sub menus inside the screen where it's like the pole heights here the code list is here and then it has i can't, I can't remember what the other window is now it has this other <laughs> window over here and then you have to like wait for this little lightning bolt symbol to come up and it was just whereas tremble you just go yep start point number name done and start recording if they're connected to each other and not being swapped around and oh yeah oh yeah we, we won't go into that <laughs> that's true did I tell you at the end of that trip how the um, car died at the same time? Oh, no, I don't. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, so that trip was with the rail and someone had nested my gear, as I've told you, hence why you're laughing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they weren't talking to each other. And then at the end of the trip, my car broke down and the battery and the alternator had fried. Oh. So I was stuck in yeah, Emerald. Yeah, you were stuck. I stuck in Emerald. And I had to get another guy from Blackwater to come out and jumpstart me because I couldn't get a battery for my car anyway. So by the time I got back to Rocky, I missed my flight. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a great trip. <laughs> the, the joys of going bush to Surrey. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't want to buy a battery for it because it was a higher vehicle. Because then I thought, okay, if I do buy a battery, which is pretty easy, it. It's going to be a hassle trying to get the hire company to reimburse to say that's not their battery already. Yeah. I'm like, well, I felt like I was in a bit of a rut. I'm like, do I go out and spend <laughs> a couple hundred on a four-wheel drive battery and then try and claim it back through the company? Do we get a guy out to jumpstart me? And then, um, yeah, it was, it was what great. A nightmare. Let's just forget about I, that one. I do, I do remember you actually telling me that now. <laughs> oh, geez. It always um, happened to me. Oh, you're one of those people too. Oh, yeah. yeah it always yeah, happens. Okay. Yeah. I think I think that's me too. Anyway. All right. Who's had the biggest impact on your career? My previous boss. 
even to mm-hmm. this day. Still my mm-hmm. previous boss. Because he was always someone I could go to if I needed questions on anything. Because he he is a genius when it comes to old surveying, which is part of the reason he won't go to new technologies because he's yeah. so set in his way. He's an old, old surveyor. Mm-hmm. So one of his jobs when he was young was actually surveying the Great Barrier Reef and plotting that using wow. radar and radio waves and everything like that. So I learned about radio technology and how these yeah. dial and the frequencies and everything. So he was always there for me if I had questions on anything because I knew he could answer it. Mm-hmm. Or he tries best to answer it if it wasn't yeah. that modern yeah. stuff. But that oh man, that would have been so cool to do. Oh, it's a good way to waste a couple of hours. If you've got nothing to do, you go in and ask how a radio frequency works <laughs> and how they dialed in where they were by a radio frequency. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, what's his name? Greg Hoonhout. Gregory Hoonhout, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, what's the worst thing that's happened to you while you've been surveying? Uh, I got chased by a type man. I've uh, been chased by a bull. Being electrocuted by bull electric fences. Uh, oh, I've been electrocuted too. Yeah, those bull fences, they don't muck around. Mine wasn't electric a bull. Fences, they're not bad. They're just a tick. Yeah. The big bull ones, yeah, they're, they give you a kick. Yeah, no, um, mine wasn't a bull fence. Thank God. I was yeah, just stuff like that. I've been stuck in a country town because I got flooded in once. Um, been bogged in a creek. Couldn't get out for hours. <laughs> There's nothing really that bad. There's all just good memories now. Like you can look back on it yeah. and say you can't get this in any other position really, like all the things you get to see and do. Yeah, that's true. I'm probably a bit disappointed that I didn't stay in the industry longer to do more, but anyway, that's life. Onward and upward. Yes, oh, yes. Although I can't wait for the academy to get going because then I can actually go out and... I've already teed up with Dave, so I'm going to go out and work with him and get my experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get can't call nipping surveys now because he's now served 3D. No, but he's still a nipping. So. Which which means <laughs> that that nipping survey gear I got from that hat and T-shirt are going to be like collectible now. Yeah, I know. I never got one of those. Uh-huh. Disappointed. <laughs> so disappointed you won the hat, not me. And the T-shirt. It's a really comfy T-shirt. <laughs> oh, too funny. Okay. Um, okay, so we met through Instagram. Yep. Which probably a lot of people I speak to these days is through Instagram. Um, have you, like, I don't know how long you've been on there for, but um, ha- you've met people overseas and stuff you speak to people overseas and stuff now surveyors and yeah, stuff I talk or mainly... to people people all over the world i talk yeah. to now about surveying yeah um like survey blunders i talk to him a lot on instagram <laughs> austin <laughs> how, how cool is he i'm gonna have to get him on i was just and messaging with him just before we came on it's cool austin. to um discuss like how things are done and seeing how they do things yes. and, and Lauren over in Lauren Holland. Oh, yeah. Over in, um, I can't remember her tag now. Uh, certain, no, it's you. <laughs> oh, I can't remember her name on here now. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we talk a lot about different things too, like how they don't use reference marks as such. They just use fences and all that sort of thing and how things are done. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, she's geospatial, Lauren. That's her. 
special. <laughs> Dear special Lauren. Um, yeah, well, she's just had a baby. Yeah, no, I've seen that. So she's, cool that? she's still on leave for a while. Yeah. Like she just got her dream job working for Leica and then got pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind you, she was talking about, you know, being a working mum, so that'll, I can't wait for her to get back on and start doing stuff again. Because oh, I can see her working. She was working all that, even when she had a huge belly, she was still working. Mm. So yeah, she powers mm. on. She's she's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I've I've just met people. I think we must have a lot of the same people that we talk to. Then, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, look as I like by survey gig girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I talked to Dave down in New South a fair bit. Uh, there's a few local Brizzy guys I talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my new job with Vision through Instagram. Oh, okay, really? Um, yeah, because uh, Wade from the Rocky office, he hit me up about two years ago, actually. And uh-huh. so they've been trying to chase me down for a couple of years, but I turned down the first offer a while ago and then, Felt like now is about the time I should start looking yeah. into things. So yeah, yeah. Social media really does get the word out a lot more. For sure. Yeah, it's um. I mean, what I've only, I haven't even been on on there for two years, and it's just amazing what you can learn from other people, and and seeing how they do things differently, but how a lot of things are very similar or what we're going through with shortages or, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. It's, it's before Instagram or before social media, you really didn't know anything else besides where you were really. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, okay. What motivates you? Um, I just enjoy the job. Like I don't wake up and go, oh, I don't want to go to work today. I don't stress too much about stuff. Like sometimes I stress about getting things done on time, whatever, but it's an enjoyable job. So I don't yeah. really need to be motivated to do it. I just go out and do it because it's just something I enjoy doing. Some people don't understand that. Hey. To them, it's, some people don't understand it. To them, it's just a job. Yeah, exactly. Then, like, if you don't like it, then don't do it. So, I know that's yeah. I'm not going to waste my life being somewhere I don't want to be or doing something I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's just going to take it out on you mentally. It's just not good for your health. So, you just got to be happy. So with true. What you're doing. Yeah, yeah, so true. I mean, I found that when I, you know, well, when I left TAFE. <laughs> That's a whole different story. Um, but went back to industry and yeah. I enjoyed it. Like I, I enjoyed the challenge and I know I needed to go back to industry and learn stuff. And with COVID, that really didn't happen the way I wanted it to either. But it made me realise where I actually belong and what my passion was with education and stuff. It's like I love surveying and I love being out there, being a manager and managing people. Oh, I can do it. Do I enjoy it? Yeah. No. Says me, who's now a national manager, but <laughs> in something well, that I actually. You've got a whole new level of stress instead. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but, yeah, different different circumstances of knowing that education and and being there to help other people 
get to where they want to be in an industry that I love is what, yeah, it's so, yeah. What are you doing? Are <laughs> the kids being too noisy? Yeah, there's kids' room. <laughs> yeah, it's that time of the day. The kids are just a bit, bit uh, aggravated, whatever. I don't think I've actually had a moving interview before. <laughs> well, there you go. Look, here's a tour. There's oh, thanks. Room. I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> that because this is an audio podcast, not a video podcast. Unless I put it in, turn it into a video one. But hey, why not? <laughs> I sort of turn the fan on because it's hot out here. <laughs> And I'm back. Never had an interview okay. like this before, have you? No, no. And that is perfectly fine by me. How hot is it up there? Um, apparently outside it's 33 degrees, but there's a lot of cloud and the grass was heaps long, so it was all wet. So it's just really humid, humid. and gross outside. Uh. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and all the fun things you get to do on the weekend, eh? Mow the lawns. Oh, yeah, then back to work, back to reality Monday, tomorrow. I know, so. I know. Yeah. Well, it's mine's just Groundhog Day at the moment. Repeat, 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 repeat. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Yep. Yeah, because we're, we're being told now if you don't want to go, uh, if you don't need to travel to go to work, work from home again. Yeah, I don't all, know what's going on with From all of January. Moment. Yeah, because our kids are meant to go back to school, but then Anastasia's come out and said um, they're looking at pushing school back and the teachers are getting ready for homeschooling. And, oh, really? Um, the wife has to take time off and work from home next week because our Camp Australia, like the holiday care, they got one of the teachers there got um, positive. So they've had to shut oh. down the school care so the kids can't go to care for the holidays. So she's working from home. Uh, it's just the world at the moment. It's just, yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> it's, just... it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, I don't know what your numbers are like. Ours are just ridiculous down here. I think it was 60,000 or something yesterday. In so, Queensland? Or yeah. down... Queensland. Really? Yeah, New South Wales has like 50,000 active cases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look don't, at your phone. You'll I know I won't it. look at my phone. Yeah, I won't look at my phone. I don't I don't follow the news much anymore. I used so to I don't know what I'm doing for work either if I go to site and do the work because construction's always classed as critical work, apparently. Yeah. Even yeah. though there's a lot of guys working together and breathing on each other. Um and then come home and work, or if I'm still going into the office or not, or uh, so it's just the world at the moment. No one knows what's going on, no one knows what's gonna happen. We've yeah. got to ride that wave until it's done. Yeah. Oh, gosh, whenever that will be. So how yeah. does that work? Like, Because um, down here for a while they were doing, you had to get tested every seven days or something like that to go into a Oh, wow. But, mm, yeah. That, and that was happening, I think, just as I left. So that was July last year that they started doing that. I think it was every seven days you had to get go and get a test done. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, like, hasn't been, like a rapid test or like a proper? No, a proper. We didn't, we, they weren't using the rapid test then. 
Oh, yeah, it was true. A proper test. Even that takes a while to get your results back. So you take a test every seven days and you don't find out for a few days. No, you didn't have to have your results. This is the stupid thing. You didn't well, have to. This dumb because then you go out and you're positive <laughs> and you give it to everyone anyway. I know, I know. But, yeah, as long as you'd had your tests within 72 hours of going to work, whether you had the results or not, it was yeah, crazy, absolutely crazy. So, anyway. It is what it is. Can't yeah. change it. No. Can't get mad at something you can't change. Oh, I know. Look at you always coming out with the positives. <laughs> well, you can't do the negative and everything. <laughs> if there's a negative, there's a positive or else nothing will work. That's the way the world works. So true. I need to take some uh, lessons off you, I think, <laughs> <laughs> oh, after the week I've had. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Um, okay, so if you're going into regional areas and stuff, are they making you have tests and stuff or that's all still you can just travel anywhere within Queensland? I have no idea because I'm meant to start um, FIFO work Yeah. up to Rocky in February. I think we're looking at me starting that. Uh-huh. to do all that rural works. One word I cannot say, rural. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone listening to this, that word is R-U-R-A-L, rural. <laughs> That's a country um, boy. <laughs> I'm a rural boy. <laughs> rural. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so I'm meant to be doing that. <laughs> meant to be doing that okay. sort of work coming up so I can get out and travel a bit and put more yeah. money in the bank and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen mm. with that because I don't know if Brisbane will be classed as a hot spot, which means I can't leave it, or if um, you ought to have like a piece, a rapid test we're going to play. I have no idea because yeah. it's changing every 10 minutes. So, yeah. But this, the work still has to be done and being so away from everything, I still need to get workers there to do the work. So, yeah, I, I have no idea. But the company you with Vision have got a few different offices all the way up, don't they? Yeah, they got Townsville, Airlie, Rocky, Brisbane, and uh, I think that's mainly it. There's a couple of guys that they hire people everywhere, so that way people can work everywhere. Yeah, it's not always just office space. Like yeah. we got a guy in Toowoomba that does all that sort of work. I've never even met him just because mm-hmm. he works all that sort of stuff. And there's a guy at the Gold Coast I've met twice. Pardon me, and that's because. He just works from the Gold Coast until he needs supplies. He'll come back in, grab his stuff and go. Yeah. So it's a lot more spread out sort of thing. Mind you, the Gold Coast isn't that far from Brisbane, is it? No, it's far enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour and a half. It's far enough. Oh, is it that far? Yeah. Oh, it's not okay. a 40-minute drive. <laughs> I was thinking it was about 45, 50 minutes or something. Well, it's about an hour and a half. Okay. All right, I can tell you I don't go to Queensland think, very often. <laughs> actually, it's probably about an hour. It's been an hour and a half from my house. It's so probably about an oh, hour, yeah. So I wasn't that far off then. Not that far off, but I'm also <laughs> really bad at judging times. So. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, what's your guilty pleasure? Chocolate. <laughs> KFC. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. Um <laughs> No, don't. You've got to be honest on here. I'm a massive nerd, so I love gaming. So, oh, what do you play? Well, oh, okay, what um, console? Uh, PC or console? Both. I've got Xbox plus the – I'm on my gaming laptop at the moment because I'm like, I haven't got a webcam. I'm like, actually, yeah, I do have a webcam. I've got my laptop. So 
I was going to ask you about your computer because when you sent me a photo, I saw the all different colours. It looked like mine. It's a pretty laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I went, ooh. Yeah, it's definitely my guilty pleasure is gaming. It is, gets me, lets me escape from the world. Like, yeah. If I've had a bad day and the kids are in bed and everything's done, I'll just sit down and play a couple of games and go into my own little world and just escape reality for a little bit. Uh, you need some, everybody needs something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or fishing. If there's nothing to do at home and I'm allowed, I'll go out and do some fishing. <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> where would where where would you go to fish? Um, I used to take a lot of charters off the Gold Coast and go out on charter boats. Okay. Um, or I just take my rods and stuff and go off the Gold Coast somewhere or the canals and whatever. I really want a boat, but we're focused on getting a house built at the moment, so that's priority. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I'd love to buy a boat and go out whenever I want, but yeah. that's, that's not allowed at the moment. <laughs> uh, it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah, give it time. Uh, yeah, give it time. It's, uh, I must admit, being a, a water person, being close to the water and having the boats and all that sort of stuff, it's just fantastic. Yeah, exactly. The water's mm. just, it's just calm. It it's just great. Soothes, it gets you away from everything. soothes your soul, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the salty air makes you tired, so you come home and sleep really good and it's great. Oh, that doesn't work for me. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. Lucky you. Okay, I'll skip the next question because that's basically how you relax. Um, where's the most unusual place you've been? Most unusual? Cracker. Mm. It's down... Uh, I think my phone, I can't remember where Krakow is now. It's out past Theodore and stuff out west. Now my phone's playing up. In Queensland? <laughs> yeah, it's in Queensland. We did it when I was with Land Partners. Okay. It is. It's an old gold mining town and it's been abandoned for that long that I don't even heard of Fred Brophy. He travels around the boxing troop oh. where you fight his boxes and stuff. He goes yes. like, yeah, 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 he owns the pub there. Okay. And it's a really, really weird pub. But um, it's an old mining town and we stayed there while we were getting some stuff done for the coal seam work. Huh. And oh, back to what I was saying, I got sidetracked there. It's that old that the um, it has an old abandoned bank of New South Wales in the main street, which I've never even heard of before. Um, it is... So it's you go west, west from Bundaberg. Bundaberg, yep. Like way out past Idswold, Mount Perry, way out there. Not yeah. as far as Longreach, though. That's a long way. No, not as far as Longreach, but it is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it looks like it. There is no fuel station there, which was fun because really? we ran out of di- we ran out of diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to me. Um, <laughs> and then we went to the gold mine and had to ask if we could buy a tank of diesel off them. Mm-hmm. And we had to somehow write off two cartons of beer as to how we paid for a car- for a tank of diesel. Because <laughs> there's nothing in town. It's a pub. So he's like, okay, we will buy a couple of cartons of grog if we can get a yep. tank of diesel off you. So that's how uh, we got home. Currency of the country, huh? Oh, yeah. Forex gold too, I think it was. Oh. <laughs> Forex gold and VB. What is wrong with people? Oh, no. Nah. I'm not a beer person, can't do beer. No beer? 
Nah, not <laughs> much alcohol at all, really. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm getting Jimmy's, old. Jimmy's not too happy about that one. He doesn't think that you're a real surveyor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I try, all right? I try. It's <laughs> I get headaches really easy. I know I'm soft. I'm weak. I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> oh, I gave up I, drinking for a few years. Now I just, I can't do it. I can't stand that drunky feeling. I can't stand that yeah. like tipsy feeling. I just hate it. I like being sober. <laughs> I like drinking. I just don't like not being sober. If I could drink and not be drunk, that'd be great. <laughs> so you need to... Um get the the non-alcoholic ones that taste like then what's the point of drinking it <laughs> i know i know well, i don't know you i don't know i don't know i enjoy my glass of wine or vodka oh, i can't do wine anymore either i used no? to but no i got a, I had a oh. big night on wine once and now i, I can't do it <laughs> just can't i it's don't like, remember it <laughs> it's like that question about you know um what what's the alcohol that you can't drink anymore, which is usually the first one that you got really drunk on? <laughs> Bundaberg my, rum was the first my, one I got drunk on. Mine's Southern Comfort. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, can't do that. I don't mind cognac. I can still drink cognac. Um, oh, well, that's very sophisticated. <laughs> I know, right? I want upper-class upper class country boy slash bogan. <laughs> Um, something else I don't mind. I can't remember what they are now. Oh, alcoholic ginger beers. Oh, yeah. So I can drink them without getting headaches. So if I do go to a party or something, I usually take like a cognac and some Coke or a couple of those alcoholic ginger beers and then I'm sweet. So, which is fine for the wife because it means I get the designated drive because I don't like drinking. So it's a win win. Uh, it is, isn't it? Well, that's usually me, designated driver. So. All right, if you had a superpower, what would it be? To be able to switch off, I reckon it'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most people say, flying invisible. If I could just stop my brain from thinking about things that don't need to be thought about, that'd be great. I'd be happy with that. It doesn't have to be a superpower, just to switch off. That would be nice. Yep, just That's disconnect. Definitely. Just yeah. not think about, oh, I forgot this job ready for tomorrow or. Have, yeah. Is the kids ready for school or this or that or anything like that? Just switch off for like 10 minutes a day. I'll be happy. Agree with you there. Is that a superpower? I'm not too sure. It could be. For some people, it would be a superpower and they would gladly have it for sure. Otherwise, I'd like to fly. Is that the cool? Yeah. It's better than walking. Boring people <laughs> that want to fly. You can kind of fly already. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not just on your own, but anyway. Uh, I if fly you see, enough for work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do, don't you? Well, it'll be even more now, won't it? Depending on circumstances, yeah. Mm. Anyway. Uh, it, uh, where am I? Uh, if you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it, jump over it, or jump in it? I'll walk through it. <laughs> my boots are water hang on how deep's the puddle oh don't what is wrong with you surveyors how big is it asking we'll how is big it like, is it how deep is it does it take long to, to walk this. around it is it going to be over my boot heights and my feet get wet like there's all these different things you got to think about oh shut up 
it was just a little puddle I walked through. It was a big puddle. I probably still walked through it. You're a kid. Would you have just jumped in it? I've jumped in puddles before on site. I'll admit that. <laughs> there you go. There's my answer. Okay. <laughs> um, if you could go back in history, where would you go and why? Ooh. One thing I've always been curious about is how the Egyptians got the land super flat to build the pyramids because apparently that's the flattest surface on earth is where they built the pyramids. Uh-huh. And all they used was a piece of string and a rock or something or other. So, so clever, aren't they? So that would be unreal to learn. Just old, I just love old technology, like things like way people did things without electricity or technology. Mm-hmm. where they just use their own brains and whatever was around to figure things out. It is just so cool. Born in the wrong era, weren't you? I really was. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, at a party, where would someone find you? Hiding. <laughs> Look, I used to be the guy that always got naked at parties. I was that guy. <laughs> I used to love to party, but now I'm just, I'm the kind of guy that even after my Christmas party, the wife and I went out with a mate and it hit midnight and she's like, wow, you made it to midnight. I'm like, yep, can we go? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll probably just be hanging around talking to people, not drinking. just Not drinking. Just being that sober guy that sits around the parties and does nothing. <laughs> being the responsible one. Yeah, I'm being super responsible and boring. Yeah, I'm that guy. Someone's got to do it. Exactly. Someone has to look after everyone else. <laughs> Would you make the same choices again if you had a do-over? <laughs> Every choice. <laughs> Answer it however you choose, Charlie, however you choose. Uh, there's a lot of choices I'd probably take. Back. <laughs> <laughs> My history is a bit how you go on, but... Um, no, I'd probably do everything the same because the choices I made in life is has what's led me to where I am now. Yeah. So every decision, everything I've done in my life has made me who I am today. So, yeah, I'm happy with who I am today. So I'll just do everything the same. Nice. Do you regret your decision to become a surveyor? Oh, yeah, totally. So <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Clients chase me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoy surveying. It's one of those things where I come home, I'm happy. I don't have to think about going back to the same factory every day and making the same thing. And it's not like, it's not just a repetitive place. So yeah, I love surveying. I'd, I'd go back and do it if I knew back then. I would have just, if I knew what surveying was back when I left school, I would have went straight into surveying just because it's something I enjoy. Good answer. That's the hard hitting questions done. We're nearly finished. And I keep looking at the clock. I'm like seven minutes left. Oh. <laughs> really? I you... know. It's great having me on. I know. I'm, I'm awesome. But <laughs> have, have, you not, have you not actually listened to some of my podcasts that they sit there and talk to me for frigging three hours? <laughs> I think I'd be boring after a couple I don't, of hours. I don't watch the clock until it kind of does get to that time and go, oh, crap. Oh, it's dark outside. Wow. Yeah. I know. They usually at night time so it's like oh yeah it's pretty late we should finish up now (laughs) (laughs) all right easy questions um just your yes no hot cold kind of thing so i'm going to give you two options and you're going to tell me what you prefer 
tea or coffee? Ooh, that's actually a hard <laughs> one. What time of day? <laughs> I drink a lot of tea and I drink a lot of coffee. What is your first cup? Coffee. Coffee in the morning? Yeah. Okay. 50-50, sometimes coffee, sometimes tea. Depends on how okay. I feel. Right. Fair enough. Cat or dog? I got both. Sunrise or sunset? You're just going to be straight down the middle <laughs> this whole time, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, because everything's 50-50. Like, <laughs> not always. I prefer, I prefer sunset because that means the day is going to start getting cooler. It's not going to get hotter. Very logical. Summer or winter? Winter. Love the cold, hate the heat. You live in Queensland. I know. Not by choice. <laughs> you need to come down this way more. It gets freaking cold. You need to go down to Victoria. <laughs> I go stay in Tenterfield or wherever it is. Oh, Apparently it God. snows there. No, thanks. <clears throat> um, roller coasters, do you love or hate them? Love. Easily. Three items you would take to a desert island. A book on how to survive a desert island, a book on how to build a raft, and a book on bush food. No tools, no. No, because I'd have how to survive on a desert island, so it'd tell me everything. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got you there, don't I? Yeah, you do. Favourite song or artist? Oh, so many. I know. But- because I have a lot of different genres. I like metal, but I also like country uh-huh. and like indie pop, and I like everything. Um, At this very moment, probably my all time would be a group called Slaves. They're like a uh-huh. poppy metal sort of band. Okay. But they're just really good. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh-huh. More country artists would be Mitchell Tenpenny okay. all the way. Is he American, Australian? Yeah, American pop country. Oh. I don't listen to a lot of the big names. Oh, okay. Favourite movie? That's a hard one. (laughs) I couldn't answer these. I I couldn't answer these. So why are you asking me? (laughs) Um... Need to find out all this information from people. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of movies. I watch them and can never remember what they are anyway. <laughs> yeah, that too. I'm like, oh, I really love that movie. Then I'm just like, oh, yeah, I like that. Like I grew up loving the Harry Potter movies. I still love the Harry oh, Potter movies. They're brilliant. I love Harry Potter. I could easily sit there and they still scare the kids at the moment. They're up to yeah, the third movie where they can't do the Dementors, so they're still too young. No, I don't. I Which don't sucks because I'd love to just sit there and watch Harry Potter on that. It'd be great. Uh, I said I'm a nerd, hundred percent. My my husband has not ever watched one of those movies. I've never watched Lord of the Rings. No, me neither. Oh, that's all right then. He's he's watched those, but no, me neither. Um, no, he he needs to change that. It'll change his life. <laughs> I try. I try. Um, um, so I, I can't think of a favorite movie. That's okay. Well. Harry Potter. I'll go with Harry Potter movies. I'll be a nerd. Yeah, I was going to say, you you, you geek, I was going to call you. (laughs) Hey? You geek. I know, right? I'm a geek guy. (laughs) No, no, doesn't sound as good. Favourite book? 
Do you read? Um, it's called My Life by David Pelzer. Oh, okay. If you haven't heard of it, get it. It's great. He's an American guy. He, um, well, I think it was the worst case of child abuse in American history. And he went through so much crap. Like his mum made him clean the floors with a mix of like chlorine and bleach, which then caused chlorine gas, which almost killed him. Oh. And he was trapped in the bath. He was just really, really neglected. And then he went up to become this top of the line plane pilot. They refueled jet planes. So the U.S. Army met three presidents. Um, just an unreal book to go from what he's been through to where he is now. It's just great. It's the ultimate definition of don't let your past define you. It can't make you who you are. Oh, I love that saying. Yeah, mm. you should get that book. It's great. All right, I'll get. I I will. I I start books and then. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think I've got. A, I I think I've got about four going at the moment, and then we do book club for consulting surveyors, and it's like, um, yeah, I haven't read that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, just tell I've, me about it. <laughs> I haven't read a book in like what eight years roughly really yeah oh, i love picking up a book and sitting there and i'd like out. to just sit in bed and read books i used to love sitting in bed reading books but now i'm just i can't do it it's just i feel like i have something i need to be doing that's not good <clears throat> yeah i've got to turn that's what i said i love to just have to switch off yeah i'm always go 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 i've got to keep doing stuff are you an introvert or an extrovert? Don't talk to me. I'm too shy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the extrovert. I can get along with anyone. Well, mostly anyone. Like, even if I go somewhere I don't know anyone, by the end of the night, I know everyone. So. You sound like my son. We went to Hawaii and he got there, I think, a night, a day before us and he'd made friends with all these people in a bar and was going to their house and going to parties with them. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, my best mate nowadays, I met him on a cruise. Yeah, um, right. I love cruising. Cruising's great. I miss cruising. Cruising needs to come back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Ever been on a cruise? It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Just sit there and drink and eat. There's no worries. You just go to shows, do this, do that. Everything's done for you. It's brilliant. So... <laughs> Being an extrovert helps on a cruise because then you meet all these people and then they like lifetime friendships and stuff. So, nice. Right. Is your glass half full or half empty? It's half. Oh, I was going to say it's half full of liquid, but then that means it's half full. <laughs> it depends. Was it full when you drank it or was it empty when you filled it? Because <laughs> if it's already it full and then you it. take some out, then it's half full. If it's oh. empty, then you fill it, then it's half empty. You're annoying. <laughs> it's just that's the, it's a that's saying. the trick that's saying. No, but it's a saying like, do you look you tip at your glass? Out, then you're emptying it. If it's empty, then you're filling it. So you gotta make <laughs> no, your mind up. No. Like, there's so many variables. No, there's not. You look at your glass, is it half empty or is it half full? Let's say half full because you had to put something in there. It didn't come like that. <laughs> oh, where am I? One thing you'd never do again. Oh, just one. <laughs> um, Do I need to bleep this bit? <laughs> we can edit this out. <laughs> um, what is it? You can plead the fifth? <laughs> uh, yeah, plead the fifth. 
uh, I consent to what is about to be said. <laughs> um, oh, I've done a lot of stupid shit in the past. Um, as I said, I'll probably do everything again just because it's made me who I am. So if you take that one thing away, it could take something like a part of me away, I guess. So, and there's way too many things to not do again. <laughs> way, way too many. Um, if you had a warning label, what would it be? May contain damaged goods. <laughs> <laughs> May contain traces of nuts. <laughs> uh. Product requires yeah. batteries. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what well, some do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, geez. Um, who knows you best? <laughs> oh, my wife. She knows way too much about me. <laughs> <laughs> she was there through thick and thin. She was there through all of it. So. Nice. How long have you been together for? Uh, 11 years. Mm-hmm. As I said, it was her that, or she contacted her cousin's yeah. partner. So her cousin-in-law got me into surveying and everything. So, mm. yeah. That's nice. What was your favourite subject in school? Construction. Mm-hmm. That was a quick I, one. It was. Jeez. What was your favourite childhood memory? I won a push bike at the Rockhampton Showgrounds. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> And it's funny because I met my schoolmate there at the time and we swapped tickets. Like, we're just like, oh, I'll give you my ticket. I'll get to take your ticket. And then I won. <laughs> One way to lose a friend. <laughs> but then they made me, it's also my most embarrassing part because the grandstands were full and they made me do a lap of the speedway on my push bike that I just won. <laughs> How old were and, you? Oh, probably 10 or 11 or something. Okay. And I almost fell off the bike halfway around and the ch- crowd <laughs> cheered and that's like a that's a core memory now. <laughs> okay, so a reminder not to laugh too much at Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Just triggers like Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> oh, favourite food? Ooh, I love food. I know you love your food. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many to choose from. I'm not a huge fan of pizza. Like, not a big fan of pizza. I love KFC. KFC is the devil. Um, who, who doesn't love KFC? You're supposed uh, to put your phone on silent when you do an interview. We've got security cameras on the house and they just told me <laughs> someone's at my front gate. But oh. they can wait. <laughs> um I love Italian food, so anything pasta related. But I also love barbecue, like smoked meats and stuff like that. So it's a tie between pasta and smoked meat. Fair enough. Favourite drink? Well, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. These are hard questions. These are easy. Oh, they're not hard. Um, Probably just a really nice glass of ice-cold Coke with ice in it. Just really cold Coke with ice in it. On a really hot day. Yeah. Yeah. Or a lemon-lime and bitters, like a pub-made lemon-lime bitters with ice in it. How good are they? That's that's my go-to drink. Yeah, vodka lemon-lime bitters is what I have when I'm out. Nice. 
What's your pet peeve? People have asked too many questions. It's work-related. It's when I tell a builder, this won't work. So I've looked at the plans and it doesn't match up. And I thought, oh, I'll just do it. And then we do it. And I thought, oh, that didn't work. It's like, well, I kind of said that won't work. <laughs> like, what does the, a surveyor know? I know, right? It's not like we have to compare the architecturals to the structurals and we're like, there's meant to be a vent shaft there, but it's not going to fit in that slot. And then they build it and they're like, oh, the vent doesn't fit. Like, I know. <laughs> I told you. So that's Isn't it amazing? When people, when people oh. think they know better than someone else and not take on someone else's advice. So if someone told me to check something or this won't work, whatever, I'd check it just yeah. to be safe because it's better to do things right the first time and do it again and again and again. Yeah. Um, so just people who think they know better than everyone else. Win the lottery or the perfect job? Perfect job. Because mm. a perfect job would be something I love but pay more than the lottery. So because then it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know <laughs> that there's nothing really perfect. No, because there's always going to be, as I said, you can't have good with bad and bad with that good because yeah. then it's just if everything's too good, it'd be boring because then you, yeah. there's no challenge there. There's nothing exactly. to keep you going, no drive. That's why I'd win the lottery. <laughs> well, I only won lottery. Really? Yeah. I won lottery. Many, many, many years ago. $749, which paid for a $750 insurance thing you paid a dollar for your insurance i know it's a win, it was see? actually it was actually 50 cents i had to pay so oh. yeah but i crashed my datsun so my 1600 so your dad oh yeah no yeah yeah i wish i had that now my grandma used to have an old lj tirana two-door like the oh, really nice wow. one and she was at a wedding and someone stole it and wrapped it around a tree <gasps> yeah oh i could have been handed that down by now how cool would that be that'd be awesome mm. anyway back to questions biggest fear wild dogs wild dogs yep i okay. don't mind snakes don't mind sharks don't mind crocs they're Spiders? easy don't mind spot i'm a surveyor <laughs> just checking. Spiders are just an occupational hazard. Um, but wild dogs, dingoes, they're fine. Don't mind dingoes because they're just curious and cautious. But growing up out in the country, wild dogs are just vicious psychos. Like we had a neighbor with two rock wheelers chained up and a pack of wild dogs ripping to shreds. Just ripping completely to shreds, two fully grown rock wheelers. So if I'm out by myself and in the middle of nowhere, and I hear like a dog or something, I just, I'm out straight away because they're just vicious and psycho and they'll stalk you and just, no. Nah. Oh, glad I haven't come across any of those, that's for sure. Hey? I'm glad I haven't come across any of those. I saw a lot of wild dog dogs working out in Roma and Injun and stuff on the pup mm-hmm. ones. I yeah, found a wild dog den once and that was just scary. I saw the <laughs> pups inside and I just legged it. I was gone. <laughs> I said, area not surveyed. <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> oh, favorite sport? Fishing? Is that class of the sport? Yes, of course it is. Or fishing. There we go. Nice. Are you a morning person or a night person? I'm both. 
Like I can wake up and just I'm good to go. Yeah. You're weird. You belong in the weeds. As soon as I'm awake, I'm just like, oh yeah, get up and do something. But then you can stay up late at night too. But then I'm up late. I have about four or five hours sleep a night, and that's perfect for me. I have that and I struggle. What's your proudest moment or moments? Probably my kids being born because they turned my life around. Yeah. Yeah. On a scale, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? <laughs> Seven point eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Dream car. Oh, I'm a massive car guy. So that could be anything. Oh. Oh, what's that one? That oh, a long time ago, it was the old TA22 Mustang Salikas. A long time ago, it was that. For a very long time, I've always wanted one. That like the one that I that yeah, I like passed that old the other round, yeah. Yeah, 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 the old Mustang mm-hmm. fastback shaped Salika. That was always there for me. Um, but I really like the new Mustangs, the FN series Mustangs with the ten-speed auto, because. Straight off the bat, they're doing high 12, low 13 seconds straight from stock. Um, or on the other side, I'm more of an exotic car guy. So I don't like Lamborghinis and Ferraris. I'd rather an Aston Martin. Like classy, just classy style. DB, DB9 or something would be. That would I like the DB7s, choice. the older ones. Def- oh, I have to have a look at the 7s. Yeah. Mm. Like the old James Bond one, that was a DB7. Ah, uh, okay. Or a Vantage or something like that. I'd love an Aston Martin Vantage. That'd be nice. Mm. Nice. What's your favourite colour? Oh, going back to cars, the old Nissan Skyline, the midnight purple colour. I don't know if you know that one. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, the R34 GDR midnight purple. Nice. So nice. Or candy apple red. Yeah. Are you an Apple or an Android? Android. Apple's disgusting. I've never had an Apple products. There's nothing in this house is Apple. It's all Android. We have Android tablets. I have Windows laptops. Like there's no Apple in this house at all. Nothing. You sure about that now? You- I'm positive that there is nothing in this house that's Apple. Three words that would describe you. Cool, smooth, sophisticated. Oh. Nah. <laughs> Uh, easy. Oh, that's with three words. I can't say easy because that'll come off the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> um, cruisy, chilled, not really careless, but I don't know. Easy, chilled, not easy, cool, chilled, <laughs> relaxed, laid back. Okay, we're past the three. Easily laid back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what star sign are you? Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> October. October 20... 29th. You're such a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because we've had conversations about it before. Um, okay, we're done. There you go. Oh, 15 minutes over time. Far out. Oh, do I need to cut it down? No, I'm not going to get no. it down. 
Thank you so nah, much. Fine. Thank you so much for for stopping your Sunday afternoon to. <laughs> I had to wait for my whippersnapper to recharge anyway, so you're lucky. Oh, well, there you go. Win yeah. win. Exactly. Perfect. All right. Where can people find you? Instagram, uh, Instagram LinkedIn. and LinkedIn. All right. What's your Instagram? Oh, that <laughs> underscore Aussie underscore surveyor. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a techie sort of guy. Yeah, that underscore Aussie underscore surveyor. And on LinkedIn, I'm Braden Smith. Who's Braden Smith? There's must be more professional on there. Well, yeah, a little bit. You probably tag me in the podcast anyway. So I will. I will tag exactly. you. I will put everything in the show notes and I will tag you in it. So thank you so much for, for joining me today. It was nice to chat. That's all right. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Braden today. Stay tuned in a fortnight when I speak to Jane Cook, Technical Support GPS Specialist at CR Kennedy in Melbourne. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. Peter Cox.